0: Sports
1: Rush, We Taste at 4. Find us at ESPNFortWayne.com. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shublin on ESPN Radio 1380 AM and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports.
2: It's Saturday, July 11th, 2020 been a couple of weeks i hope everybody had a wonderful fourth of july weekend uh we're back justin kenny and myself back at the controls justin good morning sir welcome back it's been a minute it has
3: been a couple minutes why can't they hear me there There we we go. go yeah it's like man it took a little bit for the mic to turn on uh it's 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 been off for so long. Yeah, probably no you're not wrong i don't <laughs> think because uh you know sports rush they don't do the show in studio right now so yeah it probably has been a minute um two weeks man felt good nice uh fourth of july weekend hopefully for you too
2: yes indeed and relaxed to the max and uh just, just chilled. My mother-in-law's in town from Sarasota, Florida, and she's going to go back tomorrow because it's just too hot here. <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> hot and rainy. Yeah. So, but you know, yeah. Oh, it should be a good weekend we, at least in terms oh, yeah, of the weather. Yeah.
2: So we've been having a good time and testing out some of the gravel area restaurants, etc. Nice. And places, so uh, it, it's it's been a good time, nice relaxing time since March. Twelfth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, right. And, uh, holy cow. Yeah. So, uh, sheltering in place. My my home office is starting to take on the uh, I guess aroma of my regular office at sure. work. So, but uh, welcome into talking sports uh, as we're going to be talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at ten o'clock. I'm Jim Shovelin. That voice you heard me talking to, of course, is the one and only Justin Kenny from OPS, producer, co-host extraordinaire. And as always, we are sponsored by Automotive Color and Supply. Now, if you'd like to weigh in on any of our topics locally, you can do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message so we know it's uh, for us and... Not a health-related question, I guess. So we'll, we'll try to stick to local sports in, uh, in talking uh, about that. So i uh, got a good show lined up for you this morning. We're going to be talking a little bit later on with Mr. Blake Sebring as we continue our chat with him. I think he's going to uh, want to talk about, well, uh, Joe Franke leaving the comments, uh, going on to other things. But wants to uh, recall 1-0 Joe. And I uh, has some thoughts about that as well. And uh, just, uh, of course, uh, Blake being Blake, he's got a lot of things on his mind. And uh, they're always of an interesting nature. So we are going to talk to Blake a little bit later on, bottom of the hour. But uh, before we do that, we're going to be talking with the World Baseball Academy's Andy McManamaw. And do they have something really cool, really special taking place on Monday night out at the Ash Center um, on Freeman Street in Fort Wayne. The beautiful Ash Center, the complex, is going to be hosting the 2020 Senior Night Celebration. And uh, it's going to be a a celebration, recognition of the 2020, the class of 2020 high school seniors that played both softball and baseball. And uh, this recognition will culminate with uh, softball and baseball games. So uh, it's going to be an awesome time. A lot of these kids, uh, and we really, really feel for the class of 2020 just due to the fact that this was their season, their senior season. So many outstanding, talented players, both on the softball and baseball side of things, from the area uh, were not able to have that, uh, that charm, that senior season, and uh, this is going to be a... a, a little bit of a, an opportunity to get those guys back together and, and play in a bit of an all-star format, but we'll talk to Andy just a little bit uh, later on after this first break and find out a little bit more about it and how you can get involved and how you can go on out and uh, take a look at some of these outstanding, talented student-athletes. So, uh, that's what we've got on tap this morning. And Justin, as we said at the top of the show, it's been a little while. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been on the air. And uh, some things have uh, well, made news since we've been gone. One of the things locally is that uh, we've gotten word, and, and I got it through OutsideTheHuddle.net, that a young man who is going to be a junior in high school, very highly touted basketball player, has moved to the area and uh, will be attending Homestead High School in the fall, an outstanding basketball player by the name of Fletcher Lawyer. What do you know about this situation?
3: A uh, kid whose family moved here to uh, to Fort Wayne. Uh, his dad, I think, moved to, due to business. Uh, and, and a kid that was averaging over uh, close to 22 points per game last year with Clarkston in Michigan. Uh, he's uh, he's probably a three guard, maybe a two guard. He's six two, six three, and a shooter out the gym. I mean, he may be the best shooter in the area. Already, maybe Connor Assisian can, can kind of, uh, uh, challenge him in that respect. But Fletcher Lawyer comes in. He's an immediate top five player in the area. You partner him with Luke Goody. You have two very similar players on the perimeter that can also get to the basket. Uh, and Lawyer, maybe his greatest attribute is his, uh, attitude in terms of approaching things. He's very down to earth, very quiet. Uh, he wants to be taught. And he's in the perfect situation there with Homestead with a coach like Chris Johnson, who very much is the same as low-key and just wants to play and teach basketball. So when you look at the hierarchy of where we were going into high school basketball season here, hopefully in a couple months, Homestead was already at the top locally with Blackhawk Christian. You could throw Cherubusco in that conversation, too. But definitely in the SAC, Homestead was the top. Now you add Fletcher Lawyer, the junior, into that Equation and the gap between Homestead and everybody else, at least on paper, is even greater in the SAC.
2: Now, what about the Carroll Chargers? I mean, uh, they are always Marty Beasley's always got a team ready to go, and uh, and of course Marty has for for decades uh, highlighted defense. Yeah, and uh, you know, is this something uh, could, could the Carroll Chargers still compete? Yeah, against a Luke Goody and a Fletcher lawyer.
3: Most definitely. Just the way that as you said, Marty Beasley coaches his team and how they, they really will slow the game down and make every mm-hmm. possession count and that's how you're going to have to beat this Homestead team in the SAC. You're also going to have some teams that are saying, okay, we're just going to run them up and down the floor. You're not going to beat Homestead that way. You may catch them on a bad night and clip them uh, on a Friday or a Saturday after a Friday or a sleepy Tuesday night, but uh, more often than not, Homestead's going to be able to commandeer those things. Now the big question is with the overall at least on paper weakness of northeast indiana uh, in basketball on the boys side with not a lot of high profile guys not a lot of stacked teams you wonder how good homestead is really Um, they could come out roll through the sac roll through the holiday tournament win 20 games and they could enter regional saturday morning and we'd be asking ourselves I'm not sure how good Homestead is. That's
2: the thing. It, it, that was going to. That was my
3: question. You know,
2: can they now compete in the 317 uh, area code? Yeah. Uh, Marion County, Indianapolis, and with them, because of the fact that being, you know, the, the top uh, top class, obviously, you know, they're going to be going against the larger uh, largest schools in the state as well. Still, yeah. but they're going to have two horses, and it all depends on too if chemistry. You know, yeah. but like you said oh, it, yeah uh, the great equalizer of Tennessee. yes indeed you know because of the fact that that Luke Goody is used to having the ball in his hands at crunch time and i'm sure that you know, even as a sophomore just like Connor Keegan you know used to having the ball in his hands and having plays drawn up where they're the focal point sure. now are they the focal point are they you know distributors you know what what's going on but Hey, it's how two excellent basketball players play together. Yeah. And can they and will they? And we've seen it in the past. We've seen success. We've seen eh, not so hot, you know, but it's going to be interesting as things unfold as to uh, what this happens. But, yeah, the big thing is, OK, they can obviously compete here. They did. They, they were before. Yeah. They, they got Mr. Lawyer. But, uh, you know, it can they can they? put this parlay this into a, a postseason cohesive unit it'll it'll uh, it'll be interesting and i hope to heck they can't yeah for sure yeah, but then chris johnson you know the coach who looks like he just turned 30 <laughs> he does who's been coaching just, you know just about that long and we've said this so many times on this show that chris johnson just takes what he has mm-hmm. and he adapts a, you know, a, he has his coaching style, but he looks and sees what he has first. If he's got a bunch of six-foot perimeter shooters, they're going to shoot from outside. But if he's right. got a kid, you know, he's got a tree down low or a couple of them, which he's he's had the good fortune to have in the past. Hey, you're going to do an inside game as well. So, uh, you know, Chris is is one of the uh, you know, highest touted coaches in the area. Uh, and, and look at his number wins career. I mean, yeah. anyway, so uh, you know, Dwanger and then uh, and Homestead as well, so uh, Chris will work with what he has to work with, and, and I think he's going to like what he's got to work with.
3: Yeah, those two coaches, and we talk about them a lot, and I think for good reason, Chris Johnson and Marty Beasley, Homestead and Carroll respectively, those are two coaches that when I am looking to predict the SAC or when somebody asks me who's, who's looking good and who's going to be at the top of the SAC fighting for a conference championship, Homestead and Carroll are always in the conversation and people always say, well, yeah, they lost this, this. And I say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Okay, I don't care who they have coming back or not coming back. They're going to be there. And history shows that Homestead is there every single year. Carol's there every single year. They meld what they have. And turn it into a winning basketball team. And there's not very many coaches out there at any level of basketball that can do that. A lot of coaches need talent, and they can coach that talent and turn it into a winning basketball team. But there's not a lot of coaches out there that can take a lot of kids that you look at and say, there's nothing special here, and turn them into a 15-win basketball team. And two people that can do that time and time again are Chris Johnson and Marty Beasley. Now, talent definitely helps; and makes it a lot easier. Oh, it certainly does. Yeah, but those guys have proven they can take a bunch of guys that entering a season, you're like they don't have anything, and at the end of the year, you look and they go, you know, 16 and five. And another
2: thing we talked about too was the the fact that okay, maybe maybe the SAC as a whole might have graduated a lot of outstanding players, and a lot of teams perhaps rebuilding. Yeah. But we still have, you know, and you mentioned Class 2A. Yeah. That could be the powerhouse of the state of Indiana with, with everything involved uh, from Northeast Indiana. What well, with Black Oak Christian, you're talking Central Noble, you're talking Cherubusco. And, and we know of you know, what kind of talent there is there. Sure. And, and a lot of, uh, you know, outstanding uh, individual talent, too. So, uh, my goodness. That could be a lot of fun watching, and and I know that you know. There again, we're still talk. We're talking basketball when uh, when we still got to get through this football thing. Yeah,
3: that's uh, hopefully. But I know you look at basketball and and how it's shaping up. Is is even the better teams are going to have a good one too? You look at Homestead and you say Lawyer and Goody. And you look at Blackhawk Christian and you say Burke and First. You look at Cherubusco and it goes Paul and Landon Jordan. Mm -hmm. And Connor Asijian and his cadre of guys that are coming back with four of those five starters back. But I think it's really going to come down to those secondary guys, those secondary scorers, the guys that step up and and fill those roles and come off the bench for a key shot or a key steal. I think that's where it's going to come down to where these teams go and how they rise to the occasion and how good they are is how their uh, you know complementary guys rise and accept their roles and play, and that's always an overshadowed and overlooked aspect of the game, but it's just as important as uh, you know some of the top talent that some of these teams have.
2: Four six eight six two, the automotive color and supply text line. Four six eight six two. Please put T S in your message, um, and uh, we uh, we got one that just came in. It says. Uh, um, you know, G, another uh, premier high school player uh, moves to the area and finds their way to Homestead. You know, nothing to see here. Well, it, l- let's take a look at it. You know, number yeah. one, if you had the choice, would you want to play on a team with Luke Goody or or not? Would you want <laughs> Maybe. to play with a veteran coach like Chris Johnson? Or the, you know, uh, the Southwest Allen School District. Uh, and let's just face it, these the Southwest Allen area. Uh, is very uh, nice. sought after as far as <laughs> where you want to live, homes and things like that, <laughs> of that nature. Yeah, so there are a lot of things involved here, and uh, you know it's not the rich getting richer to to a point, but hey, if if you're going to be moving to this area and you have an outstanding talented uh, student athlete in in regardless whether it's first trumpeter is there a first trumpeter <laughs> you would know you yes know, there okay. is yes, yes. Uh, you know or or quarterback or basketball player you know you're, you're going to gravitate Curriculum towards- B, looking at homes yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're moving... A, I think Southwest would be one of the places. Yeah,
3: or Northwest. I mean, if you're moving into the community of Allen County in Fort Wayne, and you have the means to move into a comfortable home and a comfortable neighborhood, I mean, I'm sorry, you're not looking on the south side of Fort Wayne. You're looking on the southwest side of Allen County and the northwest side of Allen County. I mean, that's just the the, the, the facts of life. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you can't, when these kids move in, assign them where they're going. You let them pick, and you have to live in Southwest Allen County District to go to Homestead.
2: And let's face it, even if somebody would move into South Fort Wayne, would they have to go to
3: Southside or or Wayne or? Or they you picking know, Bishop Lures can, yeah, or they or, picking yeah. you know somewhere else, or, or, or they driving and commuting. I mean, you want you want balance in athletics, then make these other places uh, sexy to people to go to. Okay. Yeah. So, Any I'm sorry. Homestead's a sexy destination, whether it's athletics, whether it's academics, whether it's the neighborhood, whether it's the way of life, you know, the you know cost of living even. If you can afford it, you can do it. I mean, I'm sorry. That's why people gravitate out there and gravitate now towards Northwest and even like Leo area is it's nice areas. So, yeah. Yeah. Grable's nice too. Yeah, they got, other than the <laughs> citizenry, there's there's one family out there in particular I oh, have a big yeah. problem
2: with. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well hey, listen, before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan of Fort Wayne. Uh speaking of that, oh hey, well, we live in Grable. Yeah, we we our water uh eh, you know, they, they, it's a little, little bit hard. Uh, has, has a little bit of uh, uh, dissolved solids in the water. Hey, have Culligan come out and test your water like we did. Man, we came. You know, we had them come out, and in our hardness was at about 30. Well, at about 10 is where you think you know, that's extremely hard water. Okay, so we knew. Well, we got to do something. Had them test for dissolved solids in the water. The things in your water that aren't water. You can't see them, but they're there. Yeah. Well. We were kind of off the charts at over 600, so we got a reverse osmosis drinking water system in our spigot in our kitchen, and we have bottled water, uh, you know, purity in uh, in our our sink and in, in, in our spigot it's awesome it's wonderful diane loves it and loves it for the family for the pets for cooking and then our soft water from our energy efficient uh, water softener from culligan but have culligan come out give them a call 4848668 that's 4848668 free no obligation water test. They will let you know right away if you got good water, your water needs help. They'll let you know. They'll be honest. They're very objective. They will let you know, very knowledgeable about the water business. 484 Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professional professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes 6 days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive 1 free month of training. Visit optimumperformance.sports.com to learn more and to start your free month today.
3: Joining us now, Tony Dunsh- What do you think the next steps are to hopefully bringing this country more together than it's ever been?
4: We cannot get overcome by evil. We have to overcome evil with good. That's how this gets fixed, by saying we're going to do the right thing, we're going to come together, and
1: we're going to overcome this wrong by doing the right thing and having good in our heart. The Pat McAfee Show. Weekday afternoons from 2 to 4 on Fort Wayne Sports Station. ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM. Now you can purchase your ED medications
2: locally for less money. The Medicine Chest Pharmacy on East State in Fort Wayne has been Fort Wayne's local trusted specialty pharmacy for over 40 years. And now when you transfer your prescriptions for sildenafil or tadalafil, that's generic for Viagra and Cialis, the Medicine Chest has them available at a
1: fraction of the cost. Easy pickup or discreet delivery available. Transfer your prescription online and refill with their mobile app. Go to medchestrx.com now for ED medications locally for less
2: money. From the Medicine Chest Pharmacy on East State in Fort Wayne ice cream all the ice cream in my
3: house in the world and most of my stuffed animals my video games and um my phone
0: what would you give for your freedom would you give your eyesight would you give ever seeing the sunset again would you give the ability to see your children's future thousands of brave men and women who served in the united states armed forces have given their eyesight in defense of our freedom and the blinded veterans association wants to give them their freedom back but it needs your help Go to bva.org to find out about how BVA's free programs and services, advocacy, education, peer support, scholarships, and more help America's heroes to not just deal with the emotional and physical issues of sudden sight loss or impairment, but actually work to get them back to the independent lives they deserve to live. Go to bva.org to find out how you can make a difference. They fought for your independence And by going to BVA.org, you can find out how to help these veterans regain theirs. Go to BVA.org today.
2: Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color & Supply. It's Saturday, July eleventh, 2020, along with the producer co-host Justin Kenny from OPS. I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks so much for joining us as we're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. It's easy to get a hold of us and be part of the show. Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at four six eight six two four six eight six two. Please put TS in the front of your message. Had a text that came in uh, uh, just before we went to the break. Says, just moved to the area down the road from Carroll. Can you give me... We have five-year history of high school basketball around here. Uh, We will try to do so toward the end of the show, if at all possible. Uh, If not this week, next week. But thank you for that text as well. But right now, on the Talking Sports phone line, presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne, give your people Culligan water, from the World Baseball Academy, the one, the only, Mr. Andy McManamon.
4: Ah, good
2: morning, Jim. How are you? We are wonderful. Now, did I say that right? Is that how you that's, wanted to be? Is that your walk-up kind of? That's
4: that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. After well, those 10 were years you can say my last name correctly, and, and that just makes me
2: feel real good about myself. <laughs> oh, and you know what? And yeah, and I know all about uh, not being able to say someone's name uh, correctly because shoveling uh, boy gets uh, uh, all kinds of. Uh, uh, Things that aren't uh, accurate, but uh, yeah, McManamah, uh, I've I've heard it in uh, many many different uh, ways, forms, etc. But uh, but you're a guy. you know, we were talking, right? But I mean, we'll get we'll get into this senior night and everything in a second. But Justin and I were talking. Number one, our invitations to your build-in pool in your backyard, uh, obviously lost in the mail. And in uh, in what's a guy like you? You know, just uh, you, single guy, building pool. Holy cow! I want to be Andy McManaman when I grow up.
4: Well, hey, the the season is still young. Pool season is still young, so there's still time. You know, getting this quarantine. I don't want your germs in my pool. Okay, you know, that kind of thing. That's fair. But there's still time. Don't worry. Is your pool heated? Of course, absolutely.
2: Okay, so what, what do you keep it at? About eighty-five.
4: It was about 83, 84 the other day.
2: Okay, okay. Well, that's that's still that's that's pretty nice. Yeah, we won't give your address out on the air unless people send uh, $20 to. Oh, uh,
3: and a picture. (laughs) We we will screen that too for Andy.
2: (laughs) Well, we 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 do that for him. Get
4: you in the the gate. There
2: we
3: go. (laughs) Well, Andy,
2: I'll tell you what. You've got something. Outstanding going on over at the Ash Center as part of the World Baseball Academy. Uh, taking place Monday evening. Uh, you're excited to host the 2020 Senior Night Celebration. Celebrating the 2020 Baseball and Softball Senior Student Athletes. Uh, the chance for the 20 grads to actually have that Senior Night experience on the field. And this is something that, in in Justin and I were talking earlier in the show, that boy you you really got a feel for this class of 2020 just for the fact that especially those in spring sports because when we started sheltering in place when everything happened the spring sports uh, were just sitting there ready to roll and then you couldn't you couldn't uh, you know live out your senior season that oftentimes kids dream about and uh, and this is great how did this uh, this get initiated
4: yeah, it's um, it's one of those where I think, you know, like you guys know, I'm involved with Carroll High School Baseball as well. So just kind of being a high school coach it's, um, and being out here at the Ash Center, I'm always kind of brainstorming on, hey, what can we do for high schools, whether it's baseball or softball, different type of events. Um, and a couple months ago, you know, when everything shut down, it's like, hey, we, we have a facility. You know, we've been entrusted with in the community that, that we've built updated facilities that, you know, what kind of events can we pull off? And kind of a senior idea um, I kind of came up with and called a couple of your coaches and pitched it to them. And like, yeah, guys, this is a no brainer. So, um, then it was kind of, Hey, when can we do it? Cause we didn't know when things were going to open up, um, back up and things like with that. So, um, it's, it's a no brainer event, super simple event where, uh, baseball and softball, which I think having softball is just as important. Um, you know, even though we're the world baseball academy, we're, we're fully supportive of softball and capable of softball out here as well. um, But I kind of formed a a couple of committees with baseball and softball coaches. And and we contacted other high school coaches and got information to kids. And uh, it's really come together on um, just the evening. So we're going to kind of the timeline of the event is we're going to offer BP. So it's kind of a college feel with pregame BP. And then we'll do warm-ups. And then the rest of the night's really kind of like a normal senior night. So around 530, we're going to do on-field recognition. So we're going to announce kids and their parents on the field. Uh, we'll have National Anthem, and then we've um, basically scripted lineups and teams just like a scrimmage, um, kind of an interspot scrimmage. So we're going to uh, play games around 6 o'clock, and uh, we'll have all systems going to baseball and to softball. So World Baseball Academy, we're super excited to be able to, to pull this off
2: it is and and as far as the community involvement you know how were i mean obviously you got a committee together to put teams together from a baseball and softball perspective but you know how do you arrive at at putting putting teams together even
4: it's uh it can be a challenge (laughs) um we started with uh kind of targeting schools around fort uh fort wayne and allen county so that's kind of start where we started is hey let's contact the schools and then how many seniors do each school will have so there's Some seniors that have one or two. Some have seven or eight. So, um, as kids signed up, that's kind of how we uh, adjusted teams on. Hey, how many pitchers do we have? How many catchers? And then just making numbers work where we have, um, like for softball, we have ten to eleven girls on each team. Baseball, we have fourteen to fifteen kids on each team. Um, So it's just kind of a numbers game, but trying to get uh, all the schools. Like if if there's four kids from uh, or they're all on the same team, so they're playing um, together. Uh, Just like they would, you know, during the regular season, the it was canceled. But, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge. uh, It's kind of like putting a tournament schedule together. It challenges my brain a little bit. (laughs)
2: <laughs> We're talking this morning with the World Baseball Academy's Annie McManamon, and uh, talking about the Senior Recognition Night for uh, baseball and softball players from around uh, the Northeast Indiana area at the Ash Center Monday night. It takes place, and, and now spectators are uh, even even uh, during this uh, this pandemic, spectators are welcome. And in talk a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So spectators are more than welcome. Um, it's five dollars at the gate. Um, we have um, for the facility, just I'll back up a little bit. It is free to players, so um, the, the kids are coming to play for free. Uh, we have t-shirts sponsored by McMahon Tires and 18 Threads, um, and then just admissions at the gate kind of helps us cover our field costs and umpire costs. So WBA nice, WBA's co- uh, covering all the costs. Um, the bleachers, as uh, for the government uh, or the governor of Indiana, uh, the bleachers are shut down. Um, so if everybody's coming and bringing their own shares to sit in, uh, other than that, it's $5 to get in the gate, and
2: uh, it should be a good night. Oh, most definitely. I am looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, you must have run out of PA announcers because you called me. And so, <laughs> Well,
4: you're the voice of baseball, <laughs> for so we had to have you. Oh,
2: well, I am looking forward to it. Who are, who are the other PA announcers? Uh, let's, um, let's give them a shout-out
4: a good question we got sam tallarico um he's involved with the we have cory kitchen also the winger guy and um oh my mind's gonna go blank because the other one
2: um i forgot off to look my left i apologize whoever that is okay well yeah you got three <laughs> winger people uh so hopefully we can pronounce names and, and things of there that you nature. go so yeah okay well that'll that'll work well andy it's Thank you so much, Uh, number one, for putting this together and and Caleb Kimmel and and everybody involved at the World Baseball Academy that that are uh, friends of ours because this isn't an easy time and uh to be able to do that to give these student athletes recognition number 1 but then letting them play that one last high school game if you will is uh, is something pretty special too so uh from you know from us to you thank you for for putting this together and uh we look forward to being out there monday night that's for sure no,
4: absolutely thank you this is what the community helped us build and and we want to you know give back to the community with events like this and uh that's what we, what we do it for.
2: And once, uh, once now, Andy, if, if anybody's got any yeah. questions, uh, uh, give them the website where they can get any information.
4: Yeah, it's worldbaseballacademy.com. Um, let's go to uh, kind of meet the team. My contact information is on there as well if you have any questions. Um, my e- email is andy at worldbaseballacademy.com, so super easy. Um, so feel free to give us a call, shoot me an email, and we will get you taking your
2: All right. And he's uh, got a building pool. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, Andy, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it, and I'll see you Monday. Hey, thank you, sir. All right. That was Andy McManama, uh, Director of Baseball Operations for the World Baseball Academy, and uh, just an outstanding person. He's a good guy.
3: Good dude. Enjoy working with him all the time. And he's always looking to... Uh to prank somebody, yesterday uh, he walks in with a big smile on his face, as Andy always does, and uh, had parked literally inches away from uh, my buddy Zach Teeley's car, uh, or is a truck actually. So he's done that before, mm-hmm. but literally <laughs> inches away on the driver's side. To where Zach had to climb in from the passenger side and get over to be, his car. Now
2: because he's got that pool, does he only do it during pool season, or because uh, you can't you can't true. get back at him? Yeah, not get invited. Maybe right. To true. The, it's the, the, a dangerous game. McMahon animal he's pool parties. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, well, it's tough. Yeah. It, it, but I was just yeah getting ready to say I don't know anybody that would ever say gee I don't like Annie McMahon. Oh, it's impossible. But but you know knowing that he's a prankster. Mm-hmm. Of course, he fits in well over there then, doesn't he? Yeah, we all like to have fun over there. Well, we're going to go ahead and step out take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking to another prankster, Blake Sebring. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color & Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM.
1: you oh. With the return of sports upon us, those of us here at Federated Media have been busy welcoming new teams to our sports lineup, like the Indiana Hoosiers. That's right, IU and legendary broadcaster Don Fisher will have a home here at Federated Media with football and basketball games live on Big 92.3 and coaches' shows on ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM. We've waited long enough for live sports to return, and the wait is almost over. ESPN 1380 and 100.9 100.9 FM is your home for the NBA, including the Indiana Pacers Radio Network, the Stanley Cup Playoffs, Major League Baseball, Purdue, and now the Indianapolis Colts. Plus, high school football is just around the corner. Prime sponsorships are now available. Find out how sports marketing can drive revenue for your business. We are Fort Wayne sports station. So contact me, Brett Rump, through ESPNFortWayne.com. That's ESPNFortWayne.com.
3: If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you notice an eight-year-old
1: girl who's not, not excited, excited for a summer them? break because she may not be having lunch again until September? Or a single father of two who works three part-time jobs and
0: still can't put enough food on the table?
5: Or maybe a mother who cleans
1: offices at night, hoping to find meeting leftovers to take home to a hungry
3: family. Or a war veteran who's having a
1: hard time landing.
0: landing a job and getting back on his feet.
3: I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry.
5: I am
0: hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, opinion, rant, suggestion, etc. regarding local sports, uh, hey, weigh in on the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message. And, uh, you know, it's like right now, especially if you would have a question for... Ooh. You know, well, Mr. Blake Sebring, because on the Talkin' Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne, give your people Culligan water, is Mr. Blake Sebring. Blake, it's been a while. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us, sir.
5: Hope you guys had a good fourth. We did.
2: We, we, I get, we didn't really... The neighbors blew up a lot of stuff, so we just went cheap and sat in our patio and watched them and... Uh, and that was uh, that was what we did, and we didn't blow anything up either. I mean, uh,
5: literally. So uh, I'm know, betting Noah didn't give Justin that option.
3: Not at all. No. So you were. <laughs> no.
5: Or better yet, I'm guessing Wendy didn't. Yeah.
3: Give Justin <laughs> See, that's that the, option. the that's the big one. You know, she's I, the absolutely the boss of the house. Noah's second. I'm a very, very, very third.
5: Oh, where's the dog in this? Come
3: on. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, uh, the dog's <laughs> third. The cat's probably up there, too. I, I'm fifth overall. Thank
2: goodness you don't oh, have okay, guinea okay. pigs At least or you, You're facing reality. <laughs> that's <the good> <laughs> Pretty much. I know go. my place. Well, you know, I know Fourth of July, we were going to, you know, watch the Leo Grable <laughs> fireworks that were canceled. But I'll tell you what, we just sat in the back patio and watched around us. Everything for miles around, the sky was lit up and it was awesome. So.
5: Now, I don't know why there's a coin shortage because Gary Graham's got all of it from his pyromaniac fireworks.
2: Oh my goodness, and and he did a heck of a job marketing in it too, as well, uh, leading up to it because uh, you couldn't you couldn't access any kind of social media without seeing something about uh, Gary's uh, pyromaniac fireworks company, etc. So, uh, yeah, and yeah, Melissa like, made a huge impact
5: on that place, that's for sure.
2: Indeed, the the big gorilla on the roof, yeah. So, well, hey, Blake. What's you just
5: say, Wait, 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 wait. I want to make sure we get this straight before we both get killed. Okay. We're not referring we're referring to Gary's wife, not the big gorilla is you no. Know, Gary's wife is named Melissa, not the big gorilla. Okay.
2: Correct, yes, correct. Okay, yeah. But the, the uh the inflatable gorilla. On the road, the,
5: the, gives you, like, a oh,
2: gives you like the beacon that, you know, it's like I wonder in Time Corners where That would be, oh, there it is. So, uh, you know, it's
5: like... Anybody shooting stuff in the parking lot, too. Sure.
2: Well, Blake, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, we we talked uh, (laughs) through text, etc., about Joe Franke leaving the Comets, uh, moving on, uh, moving over to another ice surface, actually, moving over to Camlin. But... um, Joe has and will always have a part in Fort Wayne Comet history, known as One and Joe. Now, I can legitimately say I was at that game. However, my recollection of the game, you know, obviously I saw the videos and everything too, and then that. But, but th- that was quite a while uh, ago. But there were uh, probably better than eight thousand people there at the time and then now for the people that said they were there it's probably swelled to about 35,000 people
5: well and the memories this is one of those rare events that you don't have to do the whole replay because everybody remembers their version of it it's perfect you know there aren't very many things like that in this life and that is definitely one of them i mean him stepping over pokey who's basically passed out in the in, on the bench, you know, in the in the row there back to the locker room to go onto the ice. I mean, from then on, I mean, everybody remembers pretty much exactly what happened. And of and course, was one of those fun stories that you get to tell it from different angles, too. Well, it, like, I got to interview the Elmira announcer a couple of years ago about it and stuff. Or what was the bus ride home like? Things like that. I mean, oh, yeah, that's so what I would to
2: know it. were the behind the scenes. What happened? Post game, you know, from from that because you know now you hear about about Joe was uh, you know had a couple of a couple of hot dogs and in, in several Mountain Dews during the game and and then had to go out and and it's not uh, completely unusual for an equipment manager to lace up the equipment and jump in between the pipes and practices and things like that. So, f- as far as as the position, it wasn't completely 100% foreign to. Joe, but that was the equipment manager in there, and then we went to a shootout, and holy cow! But but what was you know, and, and everybody else uh, that, that's a sports fan knows the story, uh, and you wouldn't be want to know Joe if you didn't win. So, but what was it like afterwards, and in what I
5: was, was not, I, mean, I mean, as far as Joe was also completely normal. I mean. Part of it, you got to understand Joe's personality in this, too. I mean, Joe was the grumpy uncle at Thanksgiving. Always making comments, quips. And yet, he kept everything in line in the locker room, really. Because Joe decides who sits where in the locker room. You know, he purposely puts people in this spot and this spot because he wants them next to this guy. He wants this rookie over here next to this veteran, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> so... But, I mean, Joe is also, knowing Joe, he just downplayed it, you know. I mean, he just probably went and did laundry, you know. I mean, that's what he does. I mean, uh, but, you know, i got to tell you, one of the most fun times covering the team was going to practice and finding Joe at net because Uh the goalie was sick or had a doctor's appointment or something, you know. And then just because they're at practice, there's no crowd. You could hear what was going on. And you could hear him japping with the guys, and you could hear him them getting on him, too. And, you know, I mean, those were just a blast, those practices, because Joe never shut up. You know, he would be back in his crease, of course, on the goal line, never moving out, and he would just be giving it to the guys left and right. And, they, you know, that just fired up practice. You know, practice had some intensity that it usually didn't have when Joe was in net.
2: That is awesome. We're talking this morning with Blake Sebring, noted author, former Comet uh, beat writer, and, uh, well, author extraordinaire, and just a good guy all around in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and... Uh, Talking about Joe Franke, the 1-0 Joe saga, and, uh, and there again, the aftermath of that. Uh, but other co- other news out of uh, Comic Camp this uh, past week is uh, the retirement of one Mr. Chuck Bailey. Now, Chuck Bailey, if you don't know Chuck, you really do. If, if you've been in this community for any of the last about 30 years or so, and you heard a commercial on the radio or TV... Uh, that's Chuck's voice. And uh, and Chuck has been media relations with the Comets and, and done a wonderful job. And uh, he's about to hang it up.
5: Well, and again, just like Joe, he's not about to hang it up, actually, in reality. I mean, he's going to work part-time, which for Chuck will mean 30 hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so he's got the Art Salzburg retirement plan. Because... He's always there first thing in the morning after a game the night before. And he's the last guy to leave after a game that night, you know, because he's setting up the stats and the press box and the rosters and the radio stuff and he's doing all that stuff. And then after the game, he's got to make all these billion reports, you know, and he's, you know, he's he's just always there, you know. Um, or he's home in his studio cutting those ads, like you said. Mm-hmm. So uh, Chuck is like one of the behind-the-scenes people who make everything work. You know, I mean, everything work. I mean, setting up, uh, you know, I worked with Chuck to set up the record book um, and do things like that, and it's going to be amazing to see how Shane survives uh, because now his workload just tripled. Oh, yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting for him. I mean, and I'm not denigrating Shane's work ethic or anything like that because he's got a great one. You know,
2: it's just like his load just tripled. But I uh, relish that opportunity as oh, well. Oh, heck in yes. and, uh, and, and for Shane to be, you know, to, to tell Shane Alberani that, that you are going to be 190% comet hockey every single day of the rest of your life, he's okay with that. He, he's really, <laughs> fine, let's go. <laughs> I can see him.
5: Yeah, but uh, yeah. But, I mean, uh, you know. This is his real. I mean, yeah, this will be, yeah, this will be. Be freeing for Shane in that way. Yes. Yeah.
2: But, and then that just goes beyond this as well, too, with media relations people and their jobs media relations yeah you are writing game summaries you are uh, updating stats but oh yeah there are other things you do as well you know and and when we look professionally at the Chuck Bailey's you know John Nolan uh, with his uh, work he does with the 10 caps Ryan Stevens with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants and now Dan Vance my goodness the the things they do and in and the things (laughs) that they are asked to do that are outside of their realm of expertise But they become experts at those,
5: you know. Well, there's nothing outside their realm. That's the thing. Well, yeah. They're the person who's the catch-all.
2: You know, it, yeah, you, you look at uh, it just, just some of the media relations. Well, uh, how, about, how about Tyler Stevenson over at Indiana Tech? I mean, all those sports, and, and he's the guy. You know, I, I would get emails from him at 3 in the morning as he was just catching up. I mean, every single men's and women's sport at Indiana Tech, he was making sure that it went out to everybody. And, of course, a lot of people, a lot of the students, want you know, want, uh, want things to go to their hometown papers and their hometown uh, uh, press as well. Well, he made sure that all happened, and I tell you what, you know, and it, Bill Scott, uh, formerly at uh, oh, St. Francis too, you know, and in the people at uh, PFW that have done such a great job getting the word out. It's it's just, uh, uh, boy, you talk about behind the scenes, but I will tell you what, it's it's a great big job, and uh, in a lot of deadlines and things of that nature, and uh, you are. Uh, you are, the, you are responsible for making sure that anybody in media is able to write their stories or to have their shows or do anything because you have to provide that information to them. And uh, and we thank them for that. But I'll tell you what, Chuck has been, uh, over the years, just a wonderful asset.
5: What a pro. I mean, just what a pro, period. I mean, he set the standard. I mean, you know, <laughs> that guy knew everybody. Um, and I'm not just talking... In the, I mean, I'm talking in the hockey world, uh-huh. you know, and he's helped at one time or another, helped everybody in the hockey world, you know, and establish those relationships. I mean, he was a pro's pro.
2: Blake, I want to ask you a question just uh, in in just uh, segueing into something different. Of course, we've been talking so well since this this whole pandemic has has, has reared its ugly head to us we've been talking about its impact on sports. And Blake, with baseball season just about just around the corner, and basically the Cubs Mayes are still undefeated,
5: which is good. But with this yeah, happening, I don't have to give up on Memorial Day like you will.
2: <laughs> yeah. College football, high school football, what do you see? Look into your crystal ball. <sighs>
5: I think they're on a hope and a prayer, and I'm sorry about that. But I keep coming back to what has changed. What has changed about our approach to this? You know, when we had to cancel it originally, the numbers are just as bad now as they were. What has changed? What are we risking so we can play sports? And is that risk worth it? Um, I saw a friend of mine posted yesterday this analogy she goes uh, and it was a she it was Shannon Hanson, Kevin Hansen, former comet's wife, and she's heavily involved in athletics in Greenville, South Carolina, running that building down there. <clears throat> and she said, this is the, this is the perfect sports analogy for it. This is the, uh, the opponent we didn't respect and we didn't properly prepare for. And so right now we're losing to it. We're paying that price for not doing what needed to be done to get ready for this point because we took it lightly. And now we're losing. And it's like, wow. That's it. Because we didn't we didn't respect it. We, we didn't, didn't prepare give properly it the things it deserved. And now we're paying that price. And and we just have to sit here and take the loss because it's on us.
2: Yeah, that, that's an interesting perspective. In fact, I mean, uh, we just got a text that came in over the uh, Automotive Color and Supply text line It says TS, uh, is the IHSAA making any plans to implement stadium capacity uh, regulations should fall sports continue, and how do you see that playing out? Immediate family takes precedent. Recruiters, is telecasting a more realistic option? You know, uh, what do you see? And I, I want to pose this question to Justin as well. To What do you to see in in how if and if this does play out how are they going to do it and who are the priority spectators
5: well even if it it does play out i don't i think that is i'm not sure that question is relevant simply because they're not going to get very far like justin and dan wrote the other day in their column why do we assume that they're going to get very far? And I'm not trying to be negative, Nelly. Here, I'm trying to be realistic. I mean, are, why, again, what has changed that we think we've got a
3: handle on this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, uh, nothing. Yeah, okay, Justin. No, I mean, I think the approach. You know, are we reaching a point where people are just saying it's just going to be a fact of life? And is that something that we're going to have to accept? I mean, to me, no. But I think a lot of people are of the opinion that, hey, it's going to be here. Uh, It's going to be we're just going to have to deal with it to a vaccine. It's almost like compare it to, uh, you know, a a third world country dysentery. I mean, it's just a thing and people die from it but they live their lives and i think a lot of people are, are taking that approach they look at athletics in the same way schools the same way that hey w- you know we're not going to disrupt our lives anymore we're just going to go ahead we're going to live our lives and you know people some people are going to die some people are going to get really sick some people are going to be fine but we're not going to let it affect our lives anymore and and i think there's enough people that think that that that's their mindset that that really could be the approach going forward for this entire country. It's just a thing. It's gonna kill people, but we're still gonna live our life.
5: I mean in, in, who would yeah. take who would have to die to really change people's attitudes? You know. I that's what I keep coming back to because I, I, I I'm so afraid that's what's gonna happen. You know. And, and, and Is it going to take one of these kids dying? You know, I don't know.
3: I think it's almost, I, I compare it to to gun control and gun violence. I think people, particularly that are pro-gun or pro, you know, don't want a lot of of, of rules for gun control, they don't come around until they're personally affected. And I think it's yeah. the same way with the coronavirus and, and approach. I don't think for those people that think it's not a big deal and we should go ahead and live, they will not change their minds until they feel the personal impact. It of hits it. close to home. Yeah,
5: yeah. And, and then I don't know that they will anyway because they won't admit they were wrong.
3: True. Well, and it's
2: it's too a case that this has affected us, you know, for four months. Uh, now, I, that's not a long period of time, but four months when we weren't expecting this kind of complete shutdown of, you know, our economy, of our, our, our social uh, uh, abilities, our recreational abilities, our, our billion-dollar sports industries, you know, uh, w- I, this was, as you said, you know, failed to prepare, We and we weren't expecting this. This came out of the blue. For us, uh, well, it shouldn't have. I mean, it, it was uh, right. it was overseas, and, and we just thought, oh, okay, it'll stay over there. Well, no, it didn't. But uh, you know, and I think at this point in time, people are saying, okay, we've waited long enough. It's time to get back to normal, and it's like a risk reward thing, you know. And it's the old, if we get it, we'll deal with it. Well, just talk to Shannon Griffith about what happens when you get it. You know okay. that that's the so spooky part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's dangerous. Uh, precautions need to be taken, and uh, you know on on a daily basis. And and are we ready? Are we rushing things? We we don't know. And that's that's the that's the crazy part of this whole thing that. Uh, you know, once again, last Christmas, if you'd have told us all that, that we'd be uh, sitting here well, and discussing. I, and this. Jim
5: I, and Justin, I look at look at overseas. I, mm-hmm. I keep thinking they've been dealing with this longer than we have. Yes. And and I'm not even talking about the masks and how their numbers are and stuff, but they've been dealing with this twice as long as we have, and it doesn't seem like they're any closer to a cure than we are. No, and, and uh, you know that's scary.
2: We we have scientists, we have medical professionals that uh, you know doctors and, and you know can how far away are we from a vaccine that can help and all so
1: of us? so do they though.
5: You know, I mean yeah. you know, we we, we we are the greatest country in the world without a doubt. But those aren't those aren't idiots over there just because they live somewhere else. You know, they've been working on this twice as long, and they don't seem to be any closer than we are, you know. And they're just as motivated. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing with the with the vaccine is everybody's kind of circled this vaccine is, you know, once we get the vaccine, everything's fine. But we have a flu vaccine and plenty of people get the flu and plenty of people die from right. the flu. I'm almost thinking the the development needs to be how to treat the coronavirus. If we have over-the-counter medicine that you take when you get coronavirus, like you do the cold or a flu or whatever – That is when I think we feel we have this thing in control. So a vaccine is fine and all, but I'd much rather have medicine that you can properly treat this thing. And until we have that, I feel like this is still going to be a thing.
5: So it's even twice as further down the road.
3: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll probably be in a better spot with vaccine, no doubt. But it's still not completely under control until you can treat it and treat it properly and know what to do.
2: Yeah, uh, so many, so many good points, and in, so much to discuss yet. But uh, whoa, we're, we're running out of time, Blake. I will tell you. But uh, will you come back next week and, uh, and uh, regale us with some of your, uh, your thoughts and opinions once again, sir? No problem. Okay, Blake, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. All right, that was Blake Sebring, noted author, uh, author of Fort Wayne sports history. And uh, by the way, on July 11th, on this date in 1951, the Lincoln Lifers beat the Washington Center just one to nothing behind the pitching of Philadelphia Phillies star Kurt Simmons. And then in 1967, Fort Wayne's own Steve Hargan is named to the American League All Star roster. He couldn't play because of an injury. He was a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians in 1986. On this date, July 11th, Dominique Wilkins and Ron Harper. Yeah, the Ron Harper that was in the uh, the last dance quite a bit uh, with Michael Jordan. Highlight the Walter Jordan Parade of Stars. Wilkins had 51 points, Harper 49, East beat West. Justin, the score was 184 to 180 uh, in overtime before more than 4,000 fans at IPFW. Um, the, The duo also battled Fort Wayne's John Flowers in the slam dunk contest before Dominic Wilkins ended up winning that one. In 1990, the Franke brothers purchased the defunct Flint Spirits and moved the team to Fort Wayne as the new Comets. That was after the old Comets uh, went over to Albany to become the Choppers with uh, Mr. Walker. So uh, that is uh, what happened on this date in Fort Wayne sports history. Now, just got a couple minutes left in the show. Uh, we don't have time. We had the the text that came in asking uh, about the last five years of high school basketball in, in Fort Wayne. Um, of course, we've had some D1 players. You know, Keon Brooks from Northside went to Kentucky. Uh, Northside was was tough. Then um, Snyder became a, a tough team with with their uh, senior class. that graduated 2020. Carroll, Homestead, both teams strong. The the two Catholic schools, Bishop DeWanger led by Matt Kostoff. Um, you know. Fonzo White's, uh, Bishop Bluers Knights. Doing a good job. Uh, well, what Lures. about that too? So, uh, yeah, in the last five years uh, basketball's been good. It's been competitive. Um, if you're new to the area, uh, make sure you check out the holiday tournament. That's, uh, that's right after Christmas. Yeah. If you want your basketball fix, you're going to get it right there. And that's usually at Wayne High School. So, But that's going to do it for talking Sports. This hour just flew by. Thanks so much to Andy McManamoff from World Baseball Academy for joining us. Also to Blake Sebring for joining us as well and thanks to Justin Kenny as always for uh, his expertise on this board here in the ESPN studios. Thanks to you the listener and thanks for all your texts and uh, tuning in each and every Saturday. And so until next week, have a great week everybody.
1: Kentucky Speedway. The Quaker State 400 gets the green flag. Daniel Suarez gets a big